Are you interested in cracking the customer code? You've got customers, and we will help you work with them to deliver a great experience to grow your business. I'm Jeannie Walters. And I'm Adam Taporek. Join us as we learn from those business leaders who get it. And a few who don't. And together we'll crack the customer code. Welcome to episode 24 of Crack the Customer Code. Today we have a special episode. Adam's book, Be Your Customer's Hero, Real World Tips and Techniques for the Service Frontlines, launched on Tuesday. And to celebrate, I am going to turn the tables and interview you, Adam. I am very afraid. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> I, I really think I should leave. <laughs> you lure me to Chicago and I can't just like disconnect. Say, oh, sorry, Skype's one. <laughs> Bad connection. Oops. That's right. We brought you into the studio for this. It's, it's very exciting. The fireworks are later, just so you know. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so first, are you a CEM professional? Yes. <laughs> well, let me tell you about the SCORE conference in Boston, May 20th through the 22nd. If you are a CEM pro, this is the place to be. For more information, check out omegascoreboard.com. So Adam, are you ready to be in the hot seat? I am. Excellent. So I've read your book, as you know. <laughs> I know you said you've read it. <laughs> So your book, Be Your Customer's Hero, just launched. So can you tell us, first of all, what inspired you to write this book? Absolutely. So, you know, I remember being back in one of my retail service businesses years ago, and I was walking in the door at the same time as a customer. And I went into the office, and the office was adjacent to our lobby, and it's a service business, and you could check in for your appointment. And it was great because the customer was smiling. It was a nice day, and it's just like one of those great feelings you have as a small business owner. Mm-hmm. And then I watched what my employee did. Oh, no. <laughs> and she was sitting there and I just walked in. So, you know, her, she was not made up at all. Her uniform was all wrinkled and dirty. And you, you watch her just do a couple of keystrokes. She's all slumped in her chair. Not even look at the customer and go, you're all checked in. Turn to her left and start talking to the other employee. Like she had hardly broken the conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just watched it. And I'm like. You know, it's hard to describe the emotions I had at that moment. And at first, was shock. I was like, "Did that really just happen? <laughs> Did that just happen in my business?" You know, the second was anger. I was like, "How could somebody not only treat their job that way, but treat another person that way?" Mm -hmm. And the third was embarrassment. I'm like, "You know, is this the person that represents me to the world?" Right. And she wasn't a bad person. I mean, she wasn't really like a terrible person or anything that was but beyond hope. And that's when I realized you know, our frontline teams need a tool. Mm -hmm. So I started to make workbooks, you know, I created new positions, I did my own trainings. And after many, many years, I finally sort of created the tool I felt I needed. And that was be your customer's hero. Cool. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but we're grateful that you did to write the book. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, because I always wanted that single tool, that one thing I could just hand to a frontline employee and say, hey, this is what you need to know about customer mm -hmm. service. Mm -hmm. And despite all the great books on the market. Like that one did not exist. So I, I tried to write it. So so what do you think, in your opinion, prevents those frontline service professionals from delivering a superior service? I mean, number one, by far, is mindset. That, like I said, she wasn't a bad person, okay? But she did a bad thing, and she was a bad employee, okay? And it's because of her mindset. I mean, a lot of our front lines, you know, they're not robots. They're human beings, and Human psychology is complex. You know, they've got pride. They've got mm -hmm. emotional triggers. They have a desire to win. You know, we've talked about customer service being a competition. Right. Right. And all these natural inclinations can hamper how they treat customers. 
I mean, a lot of times, especially frontline employees, it's their first job or they're not used to interacting with customers in that type of environment. So us just assuming they're going to be good at customer service, they're sort of naturally, <laughs> I mean, that's a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, I've owned service businesses in Orlando, and obviously we have the theme parks there. And one of the interesting things is when we interview for frontline employees, one of the things we always looked for was, had they worked at Disney? Because there's right. an entire labor pool in Orlando of people that have worked at the parks. I'm sure. And that was always a leg up. Now, you know, obviously, it's not all you look for. But we knew that if they'd worked for Disney, they had been given the training to teach them a customer-centric mindset. Mm-hmm. Whether that training took, that's a different issue. Mm-hmm. But they had it. So we knew we were already starting with somebody who had been taught what was the right way to view customers. So do they ever walk in to the interview in full costume? <laughs> <laughs> well, generally, if they're applying for a job, they no longer work there. That's not always true, though, because sometimes it's part time. Yeah. Uh, we did have Goofy, but oh. that was just his, our name for him. It wasn't really a costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. You talk about mindset and it seems like one of those things that's easy to talk about, but more difficult to actually put into practice. So what advice do you have that would make service providers feel more confident in these situations? Well, it is hard because, we once again, we're talking about sort of human psychology, and you probably know this just from doing any type of customer service. If you talk to frontline people, you can train them on everything in the book. They all want to just get to, tell me how do I deal with the crazy people and the mean people <laughs> and the really hard ones, because yeah. those are the ones that affect them emotionally. So the first thing is to try, and I emphasize try, to not get emotional mm-hmm. and to manage the emotions you have, and you have to just remember that it's a job and it's not personal. See, we need the robots again. We do, we do need the robots. <laughs> and then we'd be complaining about the robots because right. that's what we do here. They'd be, they'd be customer zeros, right? <laughs> and this is a great quote, and it's not mine, but I don't remember who said it. And it's, remember, you're not responsible for how the customer feels. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't, I can't control how you react. I can only control how I react to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one I teach them, and they actually worked. It's stupid, but it's like use a mental trick. I mean, some people use sort of non-PG rated tricks, but picture your customer like, you know, in a pasta eating contest or something <laughs> not sitting there yelling at you, getting in your face. Mm-hmm. You know, picture them like running down the street with like a, a bat chasing them. Right. <laughs> anything, you know, anything to disrupt that pattern mm-hmm. of them yelling at you. And finally, and this is the thing to remember. You've got to know that anger is a chemical response. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you're feeling anger, those chemicals are in your body. Same things with the customer. Okay, so it is literally a physiological response. And that means like, it's like alcohol or a drug. I mean, once that adrenaline's going through your veins, you don't just calm down. I mean, it has to subside. Yeah. And customer-facing reps, you know, one of the biggest techniques we teach in the book is how to let customers punch themselves out. Mm -hmm. You just let them go. And you sit there and you listen and you listen some more and then you ask more questions and let them go again mm-hmm. until finally they both feel heard and have gotten it off their chest. And those chemicals have had time to sort of, you know, that sort of initial fight or flight has time to decrease. Right. Well, and I think that's that's a good way to say it, to punch themselves out, because so often by the time they are complaining to someone, they've already had a bunch of issues. They And so the person that they end up talking to and you talk about this in the book too the end result of that is that some poor person (laughs) in customer service (laughs) gets like all of it they get vented on just from every single thing that's happened up until that point and so sometimes the best thing to do is just let them go you know (laughs) right (laughs) because by then they've already been so frustrated and it's not that person's fault but they're the end of the line basically and you've got to be sincere and authentic when you do it because i mean we've all had those robots who've had the right training, but yes. you can tell 
I understand. I understand. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing anything to actually help you. Right. I mean, they, right. don't, they don't really understand this. Somebody told them to say, I understand, which mm-hmm. is good advice as long as it's coupled with a genuine effort <laughs> to serve. Right. right, right. So how can leaders better prepare their customer-facing teams? Well, talk about the twin pillars of competence and confidence, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think these two things go very strongly together. Um, you know, the, I alluded to this before. The pressures we put on frontline reps is sort of unrealistic. You know, we expect them to be under all this pressure, yelled at, cussed at, bullied, and not only to manage that stress, but to behave exactly how we think they should behave, right? <laughs> Do it my way. Yeah, you know, and I've, I'm going to be honest. I've missed the mark on this as a business owner myself. Mm-hmm. Think about how they train astronauts. Okay, there's a very out of this world example, <laughs> but the way they train astronauts and they do it for years, mm-hmm. okay, is they give them every scenario in the book. Right. They just drill and role play and drill and drill and they keep upping the game and doing it harder and worse and they keep doing it until their reaction, even under great stress, is actually a programmed, you know, they're basically reprogramming their natural reaction. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're learning the skills and they're learning to be calm. So when they're in a life and death situation, they are working the problem. Right. Now, obviously, we don't have, you know, space flight's a big bit different than (laughs) customer service. We don't have that kind of time to train, but the principle is still the same. Mm -hmm. The more you can expose them, the more you can do, train them with role playing and understanding these situations. I mean, just saying, here's what you do. Here's how, you know, it's like reading the book. I mean, the book can be followed up on. You need to work on the things Mm -hmm. in the book. But if they can do that, if you can really focus on that training, you can reprogram how they react mm-hmm. and you can overcome those psychological hurdles. Or you just call George Clooney and Sandra Bullock and they're really good at astronaut space. Stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you mentioned empowerment and we've talked about that as a topic several times. Uh, how does employee empowerment fit into this? Well, employee empowerment is huge. Okay. It's a great thing. Now, I'm not one of those guys that thinks it's a panacea to all. I mean, mm-hmm. people talk about empowerment like it is the end all be all, but it's really important because most companies are so afraid of it that they underutilize it as a tool. Hmm. Okay. They really, cause they're scared of it. I mean, if you empower somebody, you give them more ability to hurt you, to, right. to, to take it <laughs> right. I mean, they do. Yeah. It, it, and, you know, we talk about smart empowerment. I actually have a really big, deep post. It's a starter guide to employee empowerment on the Customers That Stick blog. Mm-hmm. And we talk about smart empowerment. And what that is, is really approaching it from risk and reward. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, we sort of look at, okay, I gave my frontline employees the ability to comp services. Okay. It was a great turnaround. Like anybody at the frontline team didn't have to get a manager anymore, which is what we had. And it was a bad result. They could comp any service. And mm-hmm. we gave them that power. We were worried, of course. I mean, initially, you know, all small businesses, they want to have control, right? Sure. And we were worried they were going to just be like, oh, well, every time somebody complained, here, something mm-hmm. free, something free, get out of my get out of my face. I don't want to deal with it. Something free. And they didn't. They were actually more protective, you know, of giving away free stuff than I think we would have been. Oh, that's interesting. And we're like, you can use it more, really. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> you can use it like twice a month. Uh, yeah. So it was really interesting. And what happened was not only did the empowerment Enable them to solve small issues in real time. Mm-hmm. So a five dollar issue did not become a five hundred dollar issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. some point. little thing that okay now the manager has to get involved. Now it's on a post it note. Now it got stuck under a file and the person never got called back. And right. now a five hundred or a five thousand dollar a year customer is mad. Right over five bucks. Right, right. It prevented those issues, but it also gave them a feeling of control. It mm-hmm. gave them that confidence we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So. To the degree you can combine empowerment with training and a customer-centric mindset, 
that's the goal. If, well, and I think at the end of the day, that simplifies the process for the organization and the people and the customers are happier. So it's like a win, 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 win. <laughs> ex- exactly. Hassle-free all the way around. Yeah, exactly. No lost post-it notes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're tech savvy, let me tell you. <laughs> That's why my computer monitor has post-it notes all over it. <laughs> so so I want to wrap this up with the ultimate question here. <laughs> and that is, what does it mean to be your customer's hero? I mean, it really means to be like Jeannie. Amen. I mean, what, what, what other definition could I possibly have? I mean, I've been trying to get the publisher to do a rewrite. It means be like Jeannie. I even have the bumper sticker. <laughs> now I want one. <laughs> well, it's arrogant if you do it, but if I do it, it's a term of support. Anyway, so be your customer's hero. It means above all else to be there when the customer needs you. You know, it's not mm-hmm. about these viral worthy stories of, you know, the... ATM spitting out presents and all that stuff. It's about being there when the customer needs you and making each personal interaction as memorably positive as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the end, great customer experiences or hero class experiences, as we like to call them, they create competitive advantage. Okay. So when you can give your frontline teams the tools and the mindset to sort of be the customer's hero and to do it consistently, you can take great strides in your business or your department or any type of organization. Very cool. Well, congratulations again on the book. Thank you so much. And thank you for, uh, I don't know, I've heard about cover endorsement was somewhere. <laughs> I, I don't, somebody I know is on it, but I appreciate it. And My thank you pleasure. for all your support. And thank you for, uh, the hot seat wasn't that hot, really. I was really? expecting a lot worse. Oh, I'll have to work on that. <laughs> I was waiting for some zingers. <laughs> so... I can tell you about the research report, but then, you know, I'm going to have to send in my SWAT team. Really? Yes. Okay. We have have a research report. So first, let me tell you a little bit. We are getting some great feedback from our customer experience webinar series at 360 Connects. Each month, we explore a new topic like creating a customer experience mission or customer journey mapping in a webinar. You can sign up to learn more. Right now, they're free at cxwebinar.com cxwebinar.com. And if you still want more, I'm available for speaking or training or workshops on these same topics. Okay. So we did a research report very much in line with Be Your Customer's Hero, and it was 425 retail workers. And one of the questions we asked, we had many, was what is the meanest thing a customer has ever said to you? Are customers not always nice? I have heard they're not. Really? Just a rumor. I am shocked. I love customers, but let's face it. Some of them are not nice. And we have the survey responses to prove it. Ooh, fun. So I will, here's, I'm going to let you look at this list with me here because <laughs> I am absolutely not reading all these by myself. So here's the question. What is the meanest thing a customer ever said to you? Um, I had a customer tell me I need Weight Watchers. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how? What do you do? You have one? You want to read one? Yeah, uh, that, that I was stupid. That's where I work. Where I am at. <laughs> <laughs> Go bleep yourself. <laughs> You're a stupid bleeping bleep, and I should just kill you. Jeez, these are really mean. <laughs> these are real statements. Oh my gosh, people be nice to each other. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and they really. I tell you one thing about writing the book was mm-hmm. I know what they go through and yeah. trying to give them the tools to cope with this stuff. So maybe if you had studied harder, you wouldn't be in retail. <laughs> <laughs> Your shirt is ugly. I don't like it. <laughs> and 
It, it might have been like a uniform, too. So right. <laughs> they didn't even have a choice. <laughs> okay. Uh, and if they didn't get away from them, they would pop a cap in my bleep when I got off oh work. Oh, my gosh. These are <laughs> terrible. Wow. And that's... we should end with the final one. I hope you die. <laughs> <laughs> Loving, kind words from your friendly customers. And well, your... I always say to clients, like, be careful what you ask for because feedback is real. <laughs> like, <laughs> you get real feedback when you ask for it. It can and, be raw. And there are some, like the shirt thing, like people comment on the weirdest stuff sometimes and pick out things that really aren't part of the experience at all. Or, I mean, I've had speaker feedback, like one of them was about my shoes. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I gave a speech a few weeks ago and talking about a lot of the, some of the stuff we're talking about today. And one person in the audience is during the interaction starts, I uh, had a picture of a line talking about hassle and long mm-hmm. lines. And she starts going off about women's restrooms in corporate America disrespecting <laughs> women, and which yeah, it might be a valid point, but it had nothing to do with a customer service speech. <laughs> it was very interesting. And if you want, to hear more of these mean things, you need to check out my book trailer. It is on YouTube. It's the customers that stick.com YouTube channel because we have, uh, this was just a sample. We have some really good stuff. So check out the book trailer because we talk all about this. And then be nice to each other. Please be nice. <laughs> you know what? It is a hard job. It is a hard employees job. Have. It was really tough and be nicer. Be nice. And In I, the words of Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse, be nice. Wow. From Roadhouse. That's not usually the one that's quoted. <laughs> Nobody put baby in a corner. That that's Patrick Swayze had the perfect dual gender career, though, because he had Roadhouse and Point Break for the guys. He had Ghost and Dirty Dancing for the girls. (laughs) And then he had The Outsiders for everyone. Wow. Uh, Have you studied Patrick Swayze's career? I have theories about Patrick Swayze. (laughs) Like (laughs) maybe you can put that in the book trailer, too. Just. Be nice. I actually things wrote, about Patrick Swayze. Hey, I wrote a blog post called "Be Nice," and I talked about his "Be Nice" speech on like like two years ago. Wow, or three. Wow, ago. Roadhouse. Who knew? All about it. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's great that we're talking about this because I've always said I have a theory that everybody should work retail for a little bit because it makes you and everybody should be a server in a restaurant. Everybody should do these jobs just a little because it gives you a whole new perspective and gives you appreciation for the job. I think, and so. You know, you are nicer, I think, if you've had that role and you understand that it's a hard job. And empathy, exactly. And empathy, yeah. Empathy all around Woo-hoo! for everybody. All right, well, congratulations. That's Thank fantastic. You. This was a fun episode. And thanks for listening to... Oh, wait a minute. I forgot to tell people where to get the book. Oh, wait. I think that's important. <laughs> <laughs> BeYourCustomersHero.com. So if you are interested in the book, it is available on Kindle and available in paperback. And just go to BeYourCustomersHero.com, and we have links to all the major booksellers. Awesome. Yes. Highly recommend. Go get it right now. Do not pass go. Well, thanks for listening to Episode 24 of Crack the Customer Code, and thanks for listening to all of this information about Be Your Customer's Hero. I am Adam Tepork, and my website is CustomersThatStick.com. And I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can find me at 360Connects.com. More episodes and the show notes are available at CrackTheCustomerCode.com. Please subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, leave a review on iTunes so others can find our show. And while you're there, leave a review on Amazon for Adam's book. (laughs) Yes, please. We need all the reviews we can get. And please tell someone you know about our show. We love word of mouth. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.